Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Premier League season preview for West Ham United and Wolverhampton Wanderers. The final one in this series where we've previewed all 20 Premier League Cubs ahead of the forthcoming Premier League season. I'm joined as always by Andrew Pollard to talk about West Ham and Wolves. Let's start with West Ham because the speculation is rife about this club not looking the same. I mean, we're recording this, we should point out. On a Wednesday, we don't know when this is going to be going out. By the time this goes out, there could be a different manager. I've no idea what's going on. It's insane that we're talking about David Noyes potentially resigning from West Ham before the season even starts. It's a shambles. Yeah, it seems like there's never a dull moment if you're a West Ham fan. (laughs) Um, And the fact that they they brought David Moyes back for a second spell and and he he steered them clear of relegation and you're thinking, okay, right, okay, he's had a a summer, albeit a brief summer, to uh, to maybe put his plans in place for what's ahead for the next season. And now here we are on the cusp of the Premier League season, kicking off 2020-21. Moyes, he might be resigning. Um, It just... you think David Gold, David Sullivan, they they seem to love controversy. They seem to... (laughs) I, I don't know, I... It's 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 nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And and who knows? But like you said, by the time this video goes out, David Moyes could have left uh, West Ham United, which seems um, it seems ridiculous. I mean, and and you look at it and you're thinking, well, I can see why he'd be unhappy because they've only made one signing, which is a signing that was already agreed in, in Thomas Suchek from Slavia mm-hmm. Prague, who was on loan last season, looked, looked like a a very good player, and that that deal's been made permanent for 15 million, but. Other than that, you're looking at who else could be going to West Ham. I know that that they were they're trying to haggle over James Tarkovsky with with West uh, with Burnley, sorry. But yeah, Moisey's clearly not happy, and Moisey might take a walk. It's it's nuts. And uh, we alluded to this just uh, the other day on our West Brom uh, season preview that West Ham, especially Mark Noble, not happy uh, with the transfer goings on. Not just yeah. players not being signed, but players going and for ridiculous prices in their eyes. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the great Diangara is the one that, that's been highlighted going to West Bromwich Albion for a fee supposedly in the region of £12 million. And this is a player who has been in the West Ham system since, I think it was like since he's eight or nine. He's He's been there, he's been earmarked as this big prospect, this, this future star of the team, went on loan to West Brom last season, did really well in the championship. Uh, and uh, everybody everybody involved in West Ham seems to think that, OK, right, he's coming back to us, his loan spell's finished, he's going to be a, a part of the first-team squad now this this upcoming season, and that's that. And, um, yeah, £12 million, which in the modern market is a snip. Um, yeah, 
you see Mark Noble, the captain, coming out on social media and saying how angry and, and disappointed he is about it. Um, which and Mark Noble's very much Mr. West Ham. He's always mm. he's always um well, he always does have the best interest of the club in, in mind, but he's always kind of he's not spoken out of turn for anything. And this so for him to go on social media and and essentially rip into the club, that kind of says all you need to know. And you see people like Jack Wilshire backing him up and other players. Um, yeah, Jack Wilshire does still play football. Crazy, <laughs> I know. Uh, but other West Ham players all showing their upset of this deal. And David Moyes, likewise, was, I think, taken aback by, one, that the, the player was sold, and two, it was such a relatively small uh, fee given the, the current market. And, and especially know. because, you know, West Ham are being told, you know, you have to sell to buy in this market. Yep. Well, yeah. who are you going to get to replace him for 12 million quid? Yeah, but that's what well, they said that that was the, the kind of the silver lining in, in the, the eyes of Golden Sullivan was a statement that came out saying all the money raised by this sale will be reinvested in the squad. And it's like, well, you've got this player who loves the club, who's hotly tipped to be one of the, the, the next big things, um, and you sell him for 12 million. Okay, nice one. Here you go, David Moyes. Here's 12 million. Go and find somebody that's going to improve the squad. And it's yeah, 12, 12 million is just a drop in the ocean in modern football. And, and I can see why the players are unhappy. I can see why David Moyes is unhappy. Um, and, yeah, it, it seems like it's kind of chaos already for West Ham before a ball's even been kicked. Mm, standard. Uh, my dad is a West Ham fan and he's just rolling his eyes yet again uh, regarding this. Hey, they've got a good, relatively good squad on paper, in my opinion. I'm slightly biased as a result of my family connection with it all. Um, but James Tarkovsky, easy for me to say, is a name that will not go away. Yeah. Um, and how important would he be for, for West Ham? Oh, I think it, I think that would be an absolutely brilliant signing. I'll, I'll be honest, not to uh, downplay the Hammers, but I think he could... If you wanted to, I think he could go to a, a, a higher club than that. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good signing for a Spurs. I think he'd be a great signing for Arsenal. You think in Manchester United, they're on the lookout for a centre-half. I, I think that he's he'd be a fantastic signing. We talk about David Moyes here, about the, the problems he's got at West Ham. And Sean Dyche, likewise, at Burnley, has had problems with his board, where he's just kind of almost taken them as far as he could. And he's looking to keep on to his, hold of his best players while trying to add to that. And now he might have one... Well, Arguably, is, is prized possession in James Kowtowski sold to uh, sold to West Ham. I think, but from the West Ham side, I think it's great. I think that would be uh, uh, if they could pull that off. I think it'd be a great bit of business pairing with Issa Diop. I, I think that's that's a really good two there, and I, and I think he's he's proven over the last well four or five years, Tarkovsky, that he's he's uh, one of the best centre halves in the league. He's got himself into the England squad at times. I, I think yeah, if West Ham can get him, and for the the fees taught of twenty five to thirty million it seems to be, I think that's that represents a really good deal for West Ham. Uh, West Ham at the start of last season were being tipped for a, a relatively high up top half finish uh, as a result of the money they spent and, you know, the club that they are. Declan Rice is an, is an obvious name. I'm going to point him out because of uh, how yeah. integral he is to, to West Ham, it seems. But who are the other important players in this Hammers side as we look to the next season? Well, I, I guess... Even though he might not be the first name that jumps out, because I mean, I, I think Felipe Anderson's a great footballer. I think Andre Yarmolenko's a great player. Mm. Uh, I think Jared Bowen looks like a really promising player, having signed from Hull um, in what the January transfer window. But like, and Thomas Suchek, I think he's. I thought he he adapted really well mm. to Premier League yeah. football. But like the one I can't help not spotlight, even though he's not the obvious one. It's just based on his performances in an empty arena setting um, since lockdown was Mikel Antonio. He did like just 
he seems to, if you look across the Premier League that, and you look at the players that thrived in the unique setting we're going to have going forward for the time being of no fans, it's like Michael Antonio was on fire. So like, I guess it would be unfair not to uh, put a spotlight on him. But yeah, I, I think the other players I mentioned there, I think Felipe Anderson is a uh, quality footballer. I mean, there's, there's talk of him maybe leaving. I think if you're looking to do anything with West Ham, I think he, you do your best to keep him. And he's got a lot to prove this season. A bit of an yeah. off-season last year, I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, he, he had a few niggles and a few injuries. And when he did play, he never seemed to quite hit the form of the year prior when he was, yeah, he was a revelation. I think it's a big year for him. Um, but like, like you said, there is there is quality in this squad. Um, but even look at Lucas Fabianski in goal is, is a very mm. solid goalkeeper. Um, I, I really like Cresswell. I think he's he's a, a really good fullback who's just technically really good and offers a lot going forward. So there's... There's there's a lot of, of plus points in this West Ham squad, but it's just it's West Ham, so you know there's always going to be some sort of controversy around the yeah. game, as we're finding now. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's move from West Ham to uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. A mammoth season for them last year. It went on for I believe well it must have been over a year. Yep. Uh, insane that that their, their European adventure it feels like it only just ended uh, at the hands of the eventual winners, uh, Sevilla, of course. Um, a great few seasons for them. Uh, can they maintain their momentum this year? They've done very well to hold on to some of their key players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like barely a week goes by that Ruben Neves doesn't get talked about as moving to somewhere um, <laughs> across Europe. So to keep hold of the players they've got, I think they've done well. Uh, Raul Jimenez, of course, mm. been with Juventus and Manchester United in recent months. Um, uh, he's pivotal to what they do. I think just a, a proper striker. I think he, he, he's great to watch just what he brings to the game um yeah it's, it was a, a brilliant year for Wolves and again like a few other teams like Leicester uh like Sheffield United it was a, a season that was at the time was maybe tinged in a bit of like oh that's disappointing that's a disappointing end to the season but they came seventh in the end they were on the same points as Spurs who were in six um they got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League like you said they they, they missed out well they lost to uh, the eventual winners Sevilla so it, it was a really good season for Wolves I just think that they they were so good for so uh, so much of the season that people were thinking that they nailed on for, for for sixth or fifth maybe higher and then they end up seventh which at the beginning of the season I think would have been a great finish to take mm. um, and, I, and I think they they can maintain that I know there was a lot of unhappy Wolves fans about the lack of signings that have been made. Uh, but the last week or so, we've seen them bring in a, a couple of names. So I, I think, yeah, there's there's a, a lot to look forward to with Wolves. And uh, it's a, a big miss, I think, will be Matt Doherty. Um, so, uh, yeah. He's, and it, we, we talked about it before on here and, and, and off air about how the, the price they got for him was, it seems, it, it, 15 million for Matt Doherty, who's been... One of the the better uh, fullbacks, wingbacks, whatever you want to classify him as, in the last uh, eighteen months or two seasons, seems like I, I don't know why he's gone for that that little change. Unless there was, I don't know, maybe his contract was running down. I didn't know that, but yeah, I, I think that yeah, Wolves. I, I fancy to be there thereabouts again. Um, a little bit like Spurs. I think Spurs will be there thereabouts for where they were, and I think Wolves will be in that same kind of pack of maybe like I don't know, fifth to eighth or ninth. Yeah, I'd guess so. I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with that. Um... Let's talk about one of those signings then. Fabio Silva, he has yeah. been dubbed a wonder kid, the next big thing. Is he? <sighs> I'll be honest, I've barely seen him play. Um, I think I've maybe seen him play a half of football. Um, and he's 18 from Porto. 
Uh, people are comparing him to João Felix, who went to Atletico Madrid for ludicrous money at a similar age. Um, and you look into his record; he's only played 21 senior games, and he's scored three goals. It's uh, so to, to go and splash out what the 36 million I think it was on him. Then that's that's a lot of money to spend for any club to spend on an 18 year old. But you also, I think, you have to trust um, trust Wolves in this, especially when it comes to Portuguese players, uh, because they, they clearly they they've been doing all sorts of groundwork on Portugal players. It feels like they're trying to amass like the Portugal eleven. It's Cristiano's coming next season. That's it. It's I, yeah, yeah. I was away camping with a friend of mine who supports Wolves and asked him if Portugal win the Euros, how are you going to feel? And he said, yeah, basically the same as if England won it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but you've got like uh, Real Patricio and goal, João Matinho, Ruben Neves, there's Diego uh, Jota. Yeah, um, and, and it seems like they're adding more to it, obviously, with Fabio Silva. And you look at the names they're linked with still, and there's, there's a couple of Portugal players, uh, Portuguese players there. Um, but yeah, I think that clearly, I think for a club like Wolves to invest 36 million in somebody who's 18, and considering Wolves, um, their experiences with Portuguese players and they're, they're clearly they're scouting of Portugal over the last couple of seasons. I think you have to trust the process and think, mm. well, if if they're they're paying thirty six million pounds for this eighteen year old, they know that there's there's something there, there's something special there. Um, he's he's not yet to have a Portugal cap, but he's trained with a senior squad under Sergio Conceição and. Uh, yeah, I think it's that's that's one of the more intriguing stories of the Premier League. I think for me is what's this eighteen year old worth a lot of money going to be like because nobody knows really. I like this because often we hear about these wonder kids and the next big things and they're in the Bundesliga or La Liga or Serie A, but it's nice to have one of them in, in the Premier League uh, with all eyes focused on him. Uh, we, we've sort of named the majority of Wolves as key players. Uh, one name we haven't mentioned, of course, Adama Traore. Interesting to see if he can maintain the consistency uh, that maybe he was slightly lacking last season. I certainly felt mm. it whenever I'd bring him in my fantasy team, he'd not do anything and I'd immediately take him out and he'd tear Man City to pieces or whatever. Uh, he is crucial for them again, though. Mm, yeah, not, not to give away my fantasy uh, football tips when we do our, po- uh, well, our video or podcast about it, but he I know he's still, I think, 5.5 million in fantasy, which is could be a bargain. Um, but yeah, he, he seemed to tail off towards the end of the last season a little bit after the restart where yeah. he wasn't starting as many games. He was coming off, the, on, coming off the bench, but he'd still have an impact. And I think... Uh, yeah, I think that the Wolves, are, uh, the, the one club that seems to be getting the best out of him, we, we've seen him come through at Barcelona and be erratic. You had this spell at Middlesbrough, Villa, where you can see there's there's that raw talent there, but mm. nobody seems to be able to harness it. I think in in Nuno Espirito Santo that he seems to know how to get the best out of this player, yeah. even if it does mean that he starts on the bench because when he has done that, he's inadvertently come on and, and changed the game or well changed many games. So. <laughs> I think Adama Traore is really important for them. Um, yeah, Raul Jimenez is so key to, to the way they play um, and he works so hard. Uh, and I think uh, Connor Cody as well. I, I just think he's such a leader of men, um, which maybe you, don't, you look across some of the, the supposed top teams, you're thinking, well, uh, have Arsenal got any leaders at the back? No. Chelsea, they need, they, obviously they brought in Thiago Silva, but Chelsea that season, no leaders at the back. A lot of these top teams, Spurs, no leads from the back. Alderweireld maybe, but yeah, I think in Conor Cody, I think Wolves have got a proper leader. It was great to see him. Obviously, he's a Welshman. I'm not really asked about the England football team. But it was, it was great to see Conor Cody get that recognition and get his England debut. Because to me, I think that's that's long overdue. I think he's he's a really important factor for, for Wolves. And, and yeah, I think he's 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 kind of almost become like Mr. Wolves in the last few seasons. I know he's a scouser. I know he came through Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I think he's so important, Conor Cody. Yeah, and it was funny to see him playing for England and... 
yeah, being the the bossy central defender yep. that he is at Wolves, uh, just, just in an England jersey. Uh, I, I think he's a very important player for them as well. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how Wolves do this season. As with all the teams, do let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed, though, in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts, what you're out and about. This has been the Premier League season preview. We've done all 20 sides. If you've missed any of them, you can check them out on YouTube or, as I say, in podcast form. We are going to be bringing you our fantasy football tips as well. Don't you worry. Uh, and if you want anything else from us, if you'd love to see some other types of content, uh, do feel free to suggest it in the comments section below or continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there. You can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? They can get me at Cultured Left Peg. And you can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. But this has been, as I said, the Premier League season preview for West Ham and Wolves. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, because myself and Andrew will be doing a little preview podcast of the upcoming Premier League opening weekend before it all kicks off on Saturday. The Premier League is back. I feel like it never went away. Uh, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.